Lindsay here with with Renee. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, good to be back on the podcast with you today. Yes, I'm excited. We've got a great subject today. So um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So today, Renee and I were thinking through something that would be important for you guys to learn and have a skill set around. And that is having win-win conversations or being a better negotiator when you're looking for solutions to having more opportunities in your departments. Yeah. Yeah. So always, you know, it seems like, Lindsay, I, I felt like this was a really great subject because I mean, we are all working to be our best selves. And, you know, as we go through those processes, there are times where we feel like we might need to have, you know, a, another employee on our team or another piece of equipment or, you know, whatever that might look like. But, you know, oftentimes, you know, we know that we need it and we feel like it could make a difference. But being able to actually go to the boss and, and say, hey, listen, I think this would really help us. You know, sometimes it gets a little a little scary um, or, you know, we just don't really know how to approach it or what to say. So, um, you know, Lindsay and I today, you guys have done some research and, you know, want to share with you guys, the you know, the, some ideas on how to approach. So we really think this will help you out. And let's talk about it a little bit, Lindsay. Yeah, I think the biggest thing you kind of nailed it already, Renee, is most of us dread it yeah. <laughs> in the dental field. We don't know how to have the conversation or where to start with the conversation, or we're already afraid that we're going to get turned down before it even happens. So trying to just have a good starting place of creating a win-win environment for us and whoever we're presenting to, whether it's a leader on our team, someone else in a different department, or sometimes even the doctor that we're working with, we're not sure or confident enough to really start that conversation. Yep. Yep. That's right. And so I would say number one thing is just be confident in what you have to talk about, right? You know, you, you do your research, you, you figure all that out, but if you don't have the confidence to approach it, that that's everything. And, and so, you know, thinking about a win-win conversation or negotiation, you know, I found the, um, the definition um, it's like a win-win negotiation is a careful exploration of both your own position and that of the opposite number. So it says in order to find a mutually acceptable outcome that gives you both as much of what you want as possible, then um, everybody walks away happy and you feel like you both gained from the deal. So it is a win-win situation. But um, approaching it with confidence is number one, definitely. Definitely. I would agree. And, you know, thinking through the definition, I think not only confidence, but also a lot of the tips that you read when you're looking at the definition of having that win-win conversation is making sure you keep an open mind and really being flexible with your thinking, because if you're coming in strong with your idea is going to be the only solution, it's going to be really hard to get to that win-win negotiation conversation yeah. To begin with, if that's your attitude starting out. Absolutely. I agree. I agree completely. And then too, if, you know, if you, if you think your idea is the only way to walk out and feel satisfied, then, you know, it's almost just like setting yourself up for disappointment. So going in, um, understanding that, you know, both people have to win and, and trying to figure that out before the, con the conversation even starts is, is what has to happen for sure. 
So yeah. keep an open mind. Yep. Be flexible in the thinking and understand, you know, how is the other person going to win in this situation as well? And if you can communicate that, then, then, you know, you have a much better chance that both of you walk away and feel good about it. So I think one of the most helpful things that I've learned working with the scheduling Institute through the years is, you know, when we talk through tough conversations or thinking about putting the patient first and we have that empty chair in the room, I think it's always important to put yourself in someone else's shoes or look through the eyes of that person. And a lot of times that starts to change your conversation and really makes you examine it from a different starting place than where you put yourself initially. And I think that's so important because I know Renee, you and I both see it all the time. One of the biggest things is the communication is off yeah. right from the beginning. Yeah. Yes, yes, always. And and you guys know, as we come in your offices, you know, we'll ask you what your magic wand is uh, and, and have those kind of conversations. And you all tell us all the time, you know, communication, communication, we need to communicate better. So um, yeah, being able to negotiate and feel like you're communicating well is truly important in the success of both people. But you know, first of all, when you think about a, a successful negotiation where it does turn out to be win-win, I really do believe that the timing has to be right, right? So you can imagine you've, you've done your research, you're all ready to talk to your doctor, you've gotten your confidence up, and um, now you're just ready to like go busting up in their office and I want to talk about this, right? because you're finally, you've got your nerve. And so you can imagine if you, you hop into the doctor's office and they had no idea you were even gonna wanna have a conversation and it's kind of like, oh, well, what's up with you in here? Then already is the timing right, correct? So, you know, being able to realize what you wanna talk about and, you know, I think it comes down to scheduling a time you know, I would say to the doctor, you know, I'd really love to talk to you about so-and-so. Um, can you find some time on your calendar maybe before the end of the week and let's chat and see if I could narrow, you know, him or her down to that time and uh, then actually putting it on the calendar so that everybody goes into the meeting with the right mindset, right? If the doctor's got a million things going on and we hop in there, then the chances of us getting their full attention or, you know, just both people being in the right frame of mind for a conversation could set us up for the success of what we want to negotiate or the loss of it. So what do you think? Do you think that's a good approach? I, I love that. I think so many times we teach and coach and train this too is to get a commitment. And I think that's one of the best forms is to verbally make that commitment to each other, get it on the calendar, set time, like you're saying, come with the right attitude, be prepared. Many times we've done the research. We've just are afraid of approaching the conversation. I think like you're saying, make that commitment right then and there to get it on the calendar and know that that person's willing to show up for you. I think yeah. is a huge step. Yep. Yep. That's a, that's the great, the best way to start for sure. But like you said a minute ago, and we've talked about it a few times already, the be prepared part, right? So you take the time, you get your timing right, you have a calendar planned, but then, you know, definitely you have to be prepared. And so when you think about being prepared, you know, what does that mean to you, Lindsay? You know, I think there's a couple different ways. I know, Renee, you're more of a fact finder and I'm less on the scale. I'm more of a bullet point cliff notes type of girl, but making sure I know exactly what the end picture is, knowing the goal or the result first, and then kind of working my way back. 
And I think with that too, I get stuck on thinking of my own position and sometimes not thinking about the other person involved. And I think that's huge to really focus on when you're saying win-win negotiation, really thinking and showing the result and showing the other person that you're having the conversation with that there's a mutual gain for both of us. And it's not just me that's going to win at the end, but the person that's involved too, what it's going to show them from the result that I'm planning to achieve. Yep. Yep. And so we say a lot, you know, like facts, not feelings. Right. And so we can go in there and say, well, I feel, and I think, right. But if we can prepare ourselves and be able to go in there with real facts and, and, um, you know, have an idea of what the outcome is and what the other person might feel is a a successful outcome really will help that, uh, win-win to happen at the end. But, you know, then you, you feel like you've prepared and, you know, you've got your timing right, but then being able to go go into the situation and start to present what you want to discuss, you know, keeping control of your emotion, your emotions, I think is really important because I mean, I'll just admit straight up, I am a passionate person. And if I, if I'm going to get passionate about something and want to have a discussion around it, I could tend to take over the whole situation, not really listen to the person that I'm trying to win-win with. It would just be more about me and you know how I felt about it. So um, you know, trying not to show how much it really matters to you is really going to put you in a stronger position than just going in there and fight, fight, fight for it, right? Yeah, definitely. I love that, and I think I'm the opposite. Sometimes I'm I'm very quiet and reserved until I'm I know something that I really want, and then I try to use humor. And everything and sometimes humor doesn't show the right attitude towards it too. So making sure that you have, like we talked from the very beginning, the right style of confidence and kind of know who's that person you're presenting with. So you come looking through their eyes with some of the information that they would benefit from. And then yes, put your own twist on it, whether you like lots of detail, less detail, humor, all those types of things can make it successful still. It's just playing it right. Yeah, yeah. And say, and that being said, too, knowing how your doctor is going to process the information, right? If you go in and you're a huge fact finder like myself, and I'm trying to present this, you know, proposal to my doctor, and, and he's a quick start, can you imagine how that would go if I just go in there and start laying out all my detailed facts in just a few minutes? I could very easily feel like the doctor wasn't paying attention to me or didn't care about what I was saying simply because they're they just didn't need all that information, right? But being prepared for what, however you need to present is, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. So important. So if we've gone through that, then we put ourselves into the, the boss's shoes, right? So trying to understand what their expectations could be and what would be important for them in the win. And then um, moving into being clear about the bottom line, right? So we, we know what we want to get, but have we actually communicated that clearly with uh, enough facts and benefits so that the doctor can truly understand exactly what it is we're asking for, um, but then also exactly how everybody stands to win? Yeah, I love that. And I think one of the other definitions that we kept seeing pop up when we were looking through these types of conversations, too, is knowing what's the best alternative to the negotiated agreement. So just like you're saying, what's the bottom line? So if we can agree 
what can we fall back on to still have a win-win? Because clearly if you're having the conversation to begin with, something needs to change. There's a breakdown in the system or the process or the thing that you're doing and really finding out, okay, if we can't agree, then what are some alternatives or maybe who else do we need to pull in to help us find a better solution moving forward? Yeah. And do you think maybe sometimes you're not going to get that solid answer just right there because of some of that might need to occur? Yeah, I think that's one of the hardest things for all of us in today's society. We want a right now answer in front of us, whether we can research it on the internet quickly or someone's going to tell us directly back if we ask a certain question. And a lot of times it does take time and we have to have patience when it comes to that too, to make sure that we aren't just putting something in place because we want to change, but really thinking through what's the outcome if we do make this change and giving it some time to really implement some ideas or some concepts and then check your result from something first too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree completely, Lindsay. So being prepared to be able to, you know, even walk away from there with um, an alternate solution, maybe even if it's just for a, a little bit, right? But um, knowing that you guys are working together to come up with the final and plan where both people win is, is critical. So um, once you then go into the discussion, and, and we'll give you guys some examples about that, but once you go into this discussion, then being clear on your bottom line, but then, you know, the, the BATNA, right, knowing the best alternative um, to the negotiated agreement might mean that you know you walk away with not you know a solid clear answer or direction but a plan to get there um leaving that meeting with a summary um you know and i always like a written summary of course because that's you know my makeup if you'll tell me what to do and put it in writing i can follow anything but you know, it, it, in the research, it really is, you know, saying that walking out of that meeting was a summary of what has been agreed to. So, you know, maybe somebody puts together the, the notes from the meeting and sends an email back and forth just to clarify, right? Because we can tend to hear what we want to hear. And um, maybe that's not exactly what was communicated, or we took a little, you know, a different turn from, from the actual you know, what both people thought we were moving up forward with. So a summary at the end that says, you know, hey, doctor, in our conversation, you know, I really appreciate your time, you know, moving forward, I want to make sure that we um, both do agree that this is our, our plan for that. And then documenting that down, I think, you know, just leaves make sure that there's no miscommunication, right? Because already how, how hard was it to get your confidence to go you know, into that meeting, but then to walk away and not be clear, you know, could, could really you know, mess up your confidence for the, you know, the final meeting where you actually come up with the, the solid solution. So having that summary at the end, I really think does help you to make sure that both of you are on the same page with the next steps. Yeah, I, I love that because one of the biggest fears from starting the conversation is knowing that we have an ongoing relationship with that person and we want it to remain good or even be better than it was before. And I, I think that's so valuable. Like you're saying, no matter how you like your information, really having a walk away from that, whether it's a detailed list or just having a follow-up, making sure that moving forward, 
this is what we're going to do, or are we on the same page with where we ended today? And maybe we need to have another conversation two weeks from now and, again, make that commitment to the calendar moving forward. So I think that's so important, no matter what type of learner or how you like your information, you need that takeaway. Yeah, yeah, I would agree completely. So, all right, then, Lindsay, maybe um, let's, let's give them an example of what a negotiation outline might look like. I love that. So I have one on my computer, and I wish we could show it to them virtually, which maybe we can somehow get a screenshot on our notes page here, but we'll definitely put some highlights from the notes on this, but really thinking about what's your business proposal. So make it formal and it doesn't have to be long. It can be detailed, but making something more formal and in writing to bring to that meeting to show your preparation. So I always think that's important to come with, here's the date that I'm writing it. This is the person involved with the decision. If there's a dollar amount, probably putting the money that you're requesting for the project. I think a big one that we see a lot is usually an intraoral camera, something many of us in the dental office are really benefiting from. I know we see that in the clinical trainings with the hygiene, and I know, Renee, you see that a lot working with the assistants as well. Absolutely, sure do, right? So, you know, thinking through, okay, if that's a requested amount that I'm looking for, what's the projected revenue from having a tool like that potentially? Um, what is it? What is the amount that I'm going to see moving forward from both departments? So the potential net profit, I think most doctors love to see statistics and numbers. And if you can show them how you're able to increase your case acceptance or what that might look like, having a tool like that from such a small investment of getting the device in there would be huge. And then writing down the benefits. So not only my win, but their win. And if anyone else in the practice is involved, what would be their win? along with a huge one, the patient's win. What is the patient going to get from that investment with that tool or that device as well? Oh, yeah, that is so important. I agree with that 100%, Lindsay, right? Because if you can say, you know, you know why you need it, because it's going to make this central camera is going to help you to be more efficient. You won't be running from op to op trying to find one. Um, you know, um, so all of the things and the ways that it's going to benefit you are really great. But when you can show your doctor that, you know, if we can use it even two times more, you know, in the hygiene room, then, you know, I feel like I could get at least two more crowns a week or I mean, and surely it would be much more than that. But even if it were just a minimum there that, you know, this camera could get me two more crowns a week and in our practice, you know, a crown is 1100. And so if I were to increase by two crowns a week, that would be $2,200. Um, you have on your proposal, the investment in this camera is going to be and I mean, right now you can buy cameras fairly reasonable, but even if you said the investment in this camera is $1,000, I feel like um, I could pay for this camera in two visits or, you, you know, I mean, wow, who would not go with the return on an investment like that, right? And, and I think that's, that's where the doctor can see it and say, okay, right, that's something we definitely want to do. But getting them to buy into the fact that it's going to help you to be more efficient, which they'll appreciate that. But, you know, oftentimes that's where, you know, seeing it through their eyes and, and this win-win thing we keep talking about comes into play. Because honestly, when you want to negotiate with somebody else, the first thing they're going to think of is, you know, what's in it for me? 
And, and so being able to show on that proposal, Lindsay, like you mentioned, that it would bring them, you know, additional revenue or, you know, just cover the cost of this project so easily, um, almost like how could, how could you not take a proposal like that, right? Right. And I think one of the cool things, too, is if you're able to lay it out so easily and systematic with a document like this, no matter what yours looks like, having the opportunity for them to write feedback on it or give you notes. If they don't say yes in this moment, not getting mad, right? Showing those emotions, but thinking through what was the feedback? What do they need more details? Do they need to know something else? Do I need to research maybe two cameras? Maybe you can find one that's less than $200 and maybe get two cameras. So I think there's a lot of solutions to that. It's just giving yourself the opportunity and like we said earlier, having some patience with some of these things too, so that you can get the best tool to put the patient first, to make yourself more efficient and make it that win-win negotiation and win-win for both us and the patients moving forward too. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Very good, very good. So guys, a lot of information, right? And we all know, I mean, Lindsay and I definitely can relate with you guys as we talk about this subject that negotiating a win-win discussion with our doctor definitely is a bit scary. And um, knowing how to approach it in the best way, you know, is helpful for all, all of us. And so we encourage you to, you know, just remember a few things that we've talked about today. So negotiating, first of all, you've got to get your timing right. Be prepared, right? You would never want to just hop into your doctor's office because two minutes ago you thought of, you know, another camera is what we need because you're completely wore out from running around for the camera today, that's just not going to set up a good meeting. So it's your timing, being prepared, in control of your emotions, um, you know, support your arguments with concrete facts and examples, um, know what a return on the investment might be if it's something that you want to buy, um, you know, definitely got to put yourself in the boss's shoes. So what, what's in it for him? Um, how is this decision going to affect them? Um, be clear on your bottom line, but definitely know that, you know, there may be, you know, some negotiation that needs to occur in order for you to, you know, feel like you guys are moving either in the right direction or can come up with a, a solid, you know, decision. And then um, make sure you have a summary on what you guys have agreed upon. I, I really feel like if you do that, then, you know, you're going to see that the discussions will go much easier for you guys. And you're going to find in the end when it's a win-win that both people really do get excited about the outcome and are ready to move forward with whatever that proposal might look like. So I love that. I love that. And I think one of the key things that we're always going to say from us here trainers is practice too. maybe find a friend or practice at home or say something in the mirror a few times like definitely practice it before you walk into that room when we said prep um i think that should have been in our earlier list too the yeah. preparation part of that should be practice yes that's so good right because you think you know in your head what you're going to say and then you go in there and the words never come out like you heard them in your brain so practice 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 role play um i used my dog for some of that with um at the 
yeah, with all the things we learn, you guys, at the Scheduling Institute, I used to put, she's, my little pup's gone now. We're looking for a new one. But I would put her in the in the recliner in my office, and I would just stand there in front of her and act like she was my boss or my coworker or you guys as clients. And I would just talk to her like I would hope that I would be able to have that conversation. So whatever works for you. doesn't have to be the pup, but yeah, definitely want to role play that out and practice it. So good stuff, Lindsay. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm glad we were able to work through this tough conversation and I'm sure we'll be back with some more tips or different ideas in the future for everyone out there in our hygiene profit leaders world. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for having us today, guys. We enjoyed um, spending time with you and look forward to seeing you all in the office very soon. Have a great day. Until next time. Bye. Bye. -bye.